Hey, Joe on Joe listeners, it's me, Joe Slepsky, and I'm back and you're back. This is the uh, the quarantine re-releases of our original tracks going back four years, and I hope you're enjoying these as much as I'm enjoying reliving them, warts and all. I, I, uh, I, I think you can easily hear where I'm finding myself and finding what the show turned out to be, so I'm really happy to share these with you guys. Again, we pulled these back from behind the Patreon wall, and I wanted to make them available to everybody during this time to share and give and listen and have fun, especially because G.I. Joe's back on YouTube now. So, yeah, so I appreciate that. And you guys uh, can always follow me at Joe on Joe Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think of some of these early episodes, how terrible they are, or how funny they are, or how awful they are. And we're starting recording back up again, so reach out to me. Let me know, joeandjoepod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to join me for an episode. I believe we're going to jump into G.I. Joe Extreme very, very soon. So without any further ado, here is the OG track from Joe on Joe four years ago. Enjoy. You are listening to the Joe on Joe podcast. The only podcast where Joe talks about Joe. And now, your host, Joe Slepsky. And welcome back to Joe on Joe. I am your host, Joe Slepsky, and I am thrilled this week to have the first guest of the Joe on Joe podcast with us, a Mr. Christian Cintron. Christian, welcome to Joe on Joe. Hi. Christian is a very talented writer out here in the LA area and stand-up comedian, comic, performer, funny man. Raconteur, chanteuse, singer, dancer. All all of the above. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish this were a video podcast because we would just <laughs> I would have that running as a scroll below you. Right it's now. true. I would, my Chiron is super long and I would just have a top hat and I would be doing random tricks, making like balloons. I'd have a cane. Hello, my Christian. Flatter. Hello, my darling. Hello, my writer pal. Um oh, so wait, I, so not only hold on, not only am I a guest, I am also a G.I. Joe virgin. That's what I was just about to say. You are you have not had your Yojo popped. Mm-mm. That is so exciting. Is that what it's called? Yojo? Uh it is right now. I've just christened that. Your Yojo. Oh, I thought I would have thought it would have been like G I Man. I like it. The G I Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. your GI. We're gonna break your GI Man today. Oh my goodness. Is, I it, hope it doesn't there's, hurt. There's just gonna be a little bit of blood. And it just a sharp pain, and then everything will be great. Well, or just the a bunch of, of explosions. Yeah, and then the rest of your life, you'll spend chasing the, the high that you got this first time and never quite achieve it. It's true. Speaking of chasing the dragon, I do remember having Dino Riders. I love how I didn't... I made it my entire life with like as if G.I. Joe didn't exist, but Dino Riders, I had like a whole bunch. <laughs> I had like five of them. Didn't know what they were. Didn't know what they did. All I know is I like dinosaurs. And men, so that's which is a perfect combination. If you like really Dino writers, uh, well, let's talk about that. So, GI Joe, the episode we're going to watch today, and this is uh, it's great because it's the first episode of it's first episode of the regular series that was not a part of the mini series episodes. Mm-hmm. It's called Countdown for Zartan. Um, we did just watch it for one one run through just to get familiar with the episode. Mm-hmm. It aired in 1985. The late the later portion of 1985. How old were you? Three. You were three. Okay, so you were three years old. 
unless you're listening to Hollywood, then um, you weren't born what? until like what? what 1995. Oh my my dad was in high school. I was a glint in my father's eye. Um, so you were three years old. So, uh, di- uh, so when do you remember starting? So you said you love Dino Riders. When do you remember like really digging the Howl? I don't know. Re- I was the, I was the only boy in an all Latino family, so I just got a bunch of toys. They're like, oh, here, this is popular. <laughs> literally that i mean i don't remember like the significance of the dinosaurs all i remember is i had like the huge like tyrannosaurus rex and it had all the accoutrement but i was raised by a single mother so she wasn't going to deal with all that so like i just had the the thing and uh-huh. a bunch of pieces that i didn't choke on because i was smart <laughs> so what did you play with when you were a kid um i played with uh i, I remember the dinosaurs I, I was big into ninja turtles sure um so I, I like three. any homosexual of the 80s i have a laundry list of toys i wish i had jim j bullock uh <laughs> oh no <laughs> with high-waisted acid wash jeans yes <laughs> and a toupee looking hairstyle oh my god uh no i, I had wish i had a she-ra doll i wish okay. i had a gem doll you see you mentioned gem earlier when we were talking uh, yeah. pre-show that you were were you a you were a big gem fan right? i was i used to watch gem like it was porn and christy marks who wrote uh, created gem wrote this episode of Countdown for Countdown for Zartan. Oh my god! Yeah. So so are there diamond smugglers? And no, no, unfortunately, allusions I, to a transgender secret. Not yet, but she's a super okay. talent. And let's real quick dig into that. What's your take on gem? Okay, so this is just what I I, I find troubling, right? I'm all for the female empowerment. I'm all for using you know a hologram to fight crime and what have you. But why is no one asking the deeper question of what was Jem's father planning? He had a secret <laughs> bunker with a machine that created holograms, a pink Rolls Royce, musical instruments, and a ton of women's clothes. I mean, they don't talk about it on the show, but they were all like size 16. The shoes were size 20. There's a bunch of heels. It's like, what was Jem's dad planning? Do you think Jem's dad, dad was Elton John? Um, no, I, th- I think, uh, Jem's dad was a progenitor to Caitlyn Jenner. I think Jem's dad, I mean, I think that there's a reason that he had a school for wayward girls is because he wanted to have a bunch of clothes to try on and have a good smoke screen for it. Call me Kimber. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I like that. I like that theory. It's true. And maybe one day we'll, we will do a spinoff, a gem show, a, exactly. Chris, a Chris on gem show. And I mean, I'd not, to, to fully go there 110%, if somebody was the owner of Starlight Music, a multi-million dollar corporation, and a scientist funded by, you know, secret backyard dealings, he would also be a Republican like Caitlyn Jenner. So I really do think that. That's fascinating. Next level. I really like that. I like that. It's true. So, uh. All right, so I'm excited. Enough preamble. Is it well, well real quick before we go. Okay. What can you what can you tell me about what you're doing these days? What are you working on? Who do you write for? I know you write for a couple of online I write magazines. For a bunch of different things. I mean, I'll write for anyone. So if you want to hire me, you can go to my website, christiancentron.com. That's C I N T R O N. Christian like the religion. Oh my goodness. And what's your Twitter handle? Um Absolute Centron. Which is fantastic <laughs> Twitter handle. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and anywhere else they can find you any um... um yeah I mean I've been writing for a couple of different places I've been writing um some love and sex articles for love.tv I've been uh I write for you know a, a Time Warner Cable Christian I will say this for him uh he is one of the brightest and smartest people that I've met out here in LA absolutely on point smart That's not saying much not <laughs> yeah, well 
you know, you're you're the tallest dwarf. <laughs> no, no, no. Very sharp and insightful uh, when it comes to your comedy. Oh, and, thank and, you. I, and I mean that as a true compliment. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of dummies here in LA, but it's that's true. all right. Uh, but yeah. my dick and jokes and are you, the wait, smartest. And who'd, you went to college. Who do you live on the dorm floor with? Oh, God. Yeah, I lived next door to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> She literally lived right across the, the hall from me. That's awesome. She lived in a single because she had just finished shooting the Princess Diaries <laughs> and just would kind of like like pepper the conversation with references to her career. Um, Do you ever tweet at her? No, I mean I probably could. Well, she would. I mean she would know she, you, right? I, I mean, well, it was would... just sort of weird because I mean she just sort of like started hanging out with Burnouts. I mean like we were never really like particularly close. I mean I was one of the first people that met her when she came yeah. to to Vassar, but. Awesome. I know. Well, I probably should. I'd be like, hey, babe, can I yeah, borrow a couple yeah. bucks? Yeah, be like, what's up? Do you need- I can make you more likable. <laughs> Do you need a spunky gay friend for your next rom-com? Exactly. Although I think she has like a ton of spunky gay friends. Yeah, well, you know. But they're more full of spunk as opposed to like full of like- On their face. Vigor. Yeah. What? We're Keep inside it. them. We're Sorry. keeping it PG. Know, right? <laughs> keeping it PG. All right. So okay. I'm excited. So we're going to get into it. Uh, we got the bonus days out there. Oh, uh, and if you're listening, uh, follow me at Joe on Joe Pod at Gmail. Uh, you know, send me an email if you want to be a guest or on Twitter, Joe and Joe Pod uh, and, and, and Facebook, etc. You know where to find me. Um, and here we go into Countdown for Zartan. So is that like a holiday? No, is it a countdown until Zartan happens? Is it a countdown for someone named Zartan? Now, you, you didn't know who Zartan was until we watched this episode. Now yes. you know that Zartan is... The name of that guy is, but you're right. That looks like the guy from Kiss, right? Yeah, if you don't know who Zartan is, you what is this like? Is it is it like Christmas? Like it's like it's a it's like a, a Lenten. Was it a what's yeah. the calendar? The like Lent, Lenten, the Lent, Lent, Lenten Lent calendar, like the yeah. uh, the calendar where you pull a piece of candy out every yeah. Twenty four. No, the Advent Advent calendar. calendar yeah. yeah, so it's an Advent calendar till Zartan shows till up. Zartan shows yeah. up. Yeah. Which is uh, something I really want to think about. That's it's true. Uh, real quick, what are your impressions on the animation? Good, bad, ugly? Um, I mean, it's it's cute. I do think that it's definitely dictated like what most guys are attracted to. I mean, besides porn, there was also GI Joe. <laughs> so that's good. So we start the episode with uh, we're in some jungle, probably South American, and underneath a canopy, we've got the Dreadnoughts are training some Cobra soldier recruits. Who are clad in um, those are those are those are called like baklavas, I think, aren't they? Like the burkas, ba- balakavas, balakavas. Oh, balakavas. The, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. That's the black headgear they're wearing. Wait, why is this in a in a in a temple, like in a like Aztec temple? Good question. So Cobra always has like they like to put them in exotic. Uh, like so just fear out of the of way other. temples. Yeah. Well, other and also like usually not based on U.S. soil because uh-huh. they're terrorists. So they're, yeah. they're they're operating off U.S. soil. So they put them in temples. They put them in, um, you know, at the base of volcanoes. They put them in weird around the places. Uh-huh. So, so we, I just want to review. So we should simultaneously be wary of South Americans. Yes. People in burkas. Australians. Japanese. Here's Storm Japanese, it's yeah. It's it's the other. It it's is absolutely just, the other. Well, I will. Cobra Commander himself, he's American. Oh, okay. Cobra Commander is totally American. So outsourcing. Oh my God. Wait, hold on a second. Balance. So this is telling us not to rely on foreign employees and to really. Fo- you know this this could this could work as having been a you know 
had it been successful, like really, you know, pro-American um, business. Had it been successful, G.I. Joe is very successful. No, no, no. no. I mean, had the, How the dare mission. You? I mean, had the internal mission. Oh, okay. To right. keep us from relying on. Right. You're right. Right. Yeah. It could have been. The warnings were there, people. Yeah. It could be. You were buying. Way, yeah. Were G.I. Joe's made in China? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that they were. <laughs> <laughs> But, you so know, it's kind yeah, of no, counter to the mission. It, well, it's interesting you say that. But if you look at it, they, so is G.I. Joe a real American hero? So uh-huh. while G.I. Joe is 100% diverse and there's no uh, there's no apology need to be made for how diverse G.I. Joe is. There's Was women. there a Latino Joe? There is Shipwreck Delgado. We looked into it. Shipwreck's- yeah, but you just said that was his last name and they never really yeah, addressed it. Yeah, well, okay, it. listen. There's no, like, Pancho Joe. <laughs> G.I. Jose? Correct. I struggled to find a G.I. Jose. But... Uh, they did name him Shipwreck Delgado. And actually, probably with a little more research, I probably could figure something out. But Maybe. no, you're right. Oh, they could nothing, have been like Italian Nothing, or Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Um, but they were a real American hero. So there's... there's mm-hmm. they're, they're, a they, singular they, hero? They collectively formed one... They're like the Voltron. Like Voltron. Oh, okay. But of What's Army Voltron? Voltron. Oh, my God. We have to end this podcast right now. <laughs> the, the lions that joined together to, to, to create the giant, the giant robot? The, the five lions that come together to create a giant walking there were robot. lions? Yeah, Voltron. Uh, You're out. I'm sorry. Oh, I no, watched Dinosaurs. That was one of my favorite shows. You love, just kid. love dinosaurs is I what really I'm learning. Did. Okay, well, if there's another dinosaur episode, we're going to have you back. Oh, my God. So, uh, wait. Oh, my God. So, wait, so, wait here's so, Kiss, and then there's Grace Jones. So, that's Zartan. So yeah, so that's Zartan. And Destro. Now, look at Destro's chest. Where he's got his uh, his, his, his his medallion hanging. Uh-huh. Does that look like he's he's got an open chest, or does it look like he's wearing like an orange shirt? It looks like he's wearing an open shirt. Yeah, see, I mean, it's like he's wearing. It is. A, it, it, a, a it is. Op- it's supposed to be open shirt. I never looked open to me. I always thought it was a like an undershirt or something. Yeah. It never crossed my mind until I was much well, older. He looks like Grace Jones. I'm just. I'm still living the fantasy. He really does. It, it's yeah. like a silver faced Grace Jones. Yeah. There's some. Vaguely Latino dude on the screen. So, so Cobra Commander is uh, outlining with the pr- the plot for this issue, this episode. So there is a Doctor Metier who is heading to a uh, scientific, uh, some kind of uh, operational, you know, convention, and they're going to send Zartan in dressed up as this Doctor Metier, and basically, you know, he gets the threat to don't fail Cobra, and here comes now we're going to introduce Doctor Metier, so we're going to get to see Zartan impersonate someone. And that's the countdown for Zartan. So is Zartan his drag name? Because he's got like a wig on. It is his. I'm feeling it. So he's a master of disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that at one point he did he did he did dresses as female characters. Mm-hmm. I'm um, sure. Zartan is more of a. Uh, it's it's like a it's like a mystery name, so that no one really knows who okay. he is. But his mascara game is on point. Well, and later on, he has brothers wig. and sisters. He has Zart. He has Zarana, and he has um, Xandar. And those are his brother and sisters that show up. That they're also Zoltar of machine fame. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I want to be big. (laughs) The worldwide defense. Okay, so now we're meeting Americans. So there's an eagle. I'm glad that they've really made it clear that we're in America. America. And so we get. I do find it ironic that the the Native American is the one taking care of the eagle, Mm -hmm. but just ignored but who's going to take care of the native americans it's true that's what i want to know and i hope they're cleaning up trash because there's a lot of collateral damage well he cries a lot (laughs) (laughs) that is so that's spirit uh Uh absolutely one of the he was one of the cooler toys like he his his action figure very much looked exactly what it looks like although why isn't his name like storm shadow or spirit shadow 
No, Storm Shadow is the Asian guy, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but why isn't... See, now, okay, I know that, like, to an outsider, again, I'm a virgin, I feel like Spirit seems more like the cool name of a Japanese sage ninja in all white, and Storm Shadow seems like a really cool name for a for a huge, you can believe that, for a huge, you know, buff Native American. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I could, I could see that, but Storm Shadow, uh, well, Storm Shadow predated Spirit. Oh, my God, is that Samuel L. Jackson? No. Because he's not using his Capital One card. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Storm Shadow predated uh, Spirit and Storm Shadow in the toys and in the comic. He was Snake Eyes' as nemesis. But in the cartoon, oh. Snake Eyes is mute. So it's hard to do a show where your lead character is not uh-huh. speaking to, you know, when you're targeting kids and stuff. So they... This episode is the beginning of the... And it's, it's not the beginning, because in the miniseries it was the beginning. Uh-huh. This episode continues on the rivalry that Spirit and Storm Shadow have. Spirit being kind of a stand-in for Snake Eyes because he can say stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both... They're, they're playing off like they're, they're both mystical, like kind of, you know, like that Zen spiritual kind other. of... Yeah, other warrior kind of people that they have mm-hmm. that bond together. So they're going to consistently get in these fights. Zartan has infiltrated uh, the World Defense Center and he, while Storm Shadow and Spirit fight... And he's dressed like Chef Boyardee. Totally. Perfect. So he just said a bomb, and we're going to head into the commercial break. In 35 minutes, this defense center will be nothing (laughs) but a smoking crater. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Today's file card feature is on Storm Shadow, the Cobra Ninja. His file name is classified, but... We all know his name. It's Tommy Arashakage, and his primary military specialty is assassin. Secondary military specialty is intelligence. His birthplace is classified. Storm Shadow can trace his family history through 30 generations of assassins. He can scale sheer walls with bare hands and feet, move with blinding speed, and endure unspeakable hardship and pain. Qualified expert in the longbow, samurai sword, thawing stars, nunchuck sticks, and he's an 8th degree black belt in 5 martial arts. The greatest ninja assassin clans disappeared 100 years ago. If they were wiped out, nobody took credit for it. And if they're still around, who are they working for? I'll tell you who they're working for. They're working for Cobra. Now, we know that his name is Tommy Arashakage because we read the comic book. And he was Snake Eyes' buddy back in Vietnam. Um, the, what we just read came from the original file card, which all that history hadn't been established. So years later, they updated his information. He was born in San Francisco to a family of Japanese immigrants. Tommy grew up knowing very little about his heritage. Now as a teen, he traveled to Japan to learn more, and he discovered in the process that his family was a revered ninja clan. He remained there and studied the mystic martial arts under his uncles, eventually earning the title of young master. And when he reached the proper age, Tommy returned to America and he enlisted in the army in order to participate in the Southeast Asian conflict. Again, Vietnam without saying it. While serving on long-range recon patrol, he met the soldier known only as Snake Eyes, and they became fast friends. Eventually, coming to consider him a brother, Tommy offered Snake Eyes a place among his ninja family once their respective tours of duty were over. There is so much about Storm Shadow to discuss, and we'll visit what happened after he and Snake Eyes studied the ninja arts on the next file card feature. But for now, that's Storm Shadow. Tommy Arashakich, we salute you. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Back on the countdown. This is the countdown for Zartan. Oh, okay. So we've got 35 minutes to save the world. I'm still really obsessed with the fact that this ninja's wearing all white. 
and his name is Storm Shadow. Well, it's just the branding. I mean, well, now branding. You said Cobra's on point with their branding. Cobra's on point with branding. They put their they put their logo on everything. This is a Cobra bomb. This is a Cobra outfit. This is a Cobra plane. Like, I really like that. It really engenders a spirit mm-hmm. of brand loyalty. Yeah. And G.I. Joe's, you know, similar. It is. Groba so, with Cobra. So we now we cut back to the G.I. Joe base and Lady J and Gung Ho, who's everyone's favorite Cajun, they're practicing with her spears. Gung Ho. And uh, Stalker's practicing. Rakondo's out here. He's a... Uh, okay, now there's a guy named Rakondo, but he's not Latino. No, that's it's not. disappointing. That's a missed opportunity. And Doc is reading comic books, which is very exciting. But it just says comics on it. And fr- he well, could he could be reading Archie. He could have been, he, but, but I mean, they could have been a Marvel comic. It should have been just been a straight GI Joe comic. Now, uh, so Spirit he could be from Riverdale, which is in the Bronx. Freedom showed up, and Lady J read Freedom like he was Lassie. And now they're going to follow Freedom to, or actually, well, they know where Spirit is, so they actually don't have to follow Freedom. Okay. But just seeing that Freedom's there without Spirit, that tells them, we got to go check out what, what's oh up God. with Spirit. This so is some like next level symbol, symbolism mm-hmm. to like the American oppression of the indigenous people. It's exactly what Christy Marks without, had in mind when she wrote this. Spirit. See, yes. there's a lot. If you if you go in deeper, there's really like a lesson right. here about He's oppression. the American Spirit. It's true. And He's, it was the original American spirit, you know. American spirit cigarettes. Exactly. It so all comes full you're circle. G.I. Joe gives you cancer. It's true. I think so. It's true. Because there's so many things exploding and so much carbon monoxide so, and so much chemicals. As all world defense centers are, this one <laughs> happens to be located in the middle of a canyon forest. <laughs> oh, my God. I love they all just show up and they're wearing cargo pants. Ooh, look at yeah. that guy. They all bust in, and there was actually there was a Joe that was drawn on the left side of that shot when they first busted in. That I don't think he's with. Maybe it was supposed to be Stalker, but they had him in a weird outfit. I also love that all those people were supposed to know they're foreign because their noses are really big. <laughs> well, that guy behind look is Hitler. Oh my god, I love. Oh my god, I love how Zar Zartan is Zartan. wearing a cop uh, crop top. Oh, he's. I love how like all of Cobra is kind of like vaguely like. 1990s gender screw pop stars. Well, it's it's very that I mean it's the it's 80s. David it's Bowie, that, yeah, I mean it's Grace that it's Jones. that 80s punk rock, half like kind of femme, kind of kind of mm-hmm. punk rock vibe. Absolutely. But I love how they're the villains. Yeah, I feel yeah. like in the in the 80s cartoons the villains were always better. Like on Gem and the Holograms. Oh sure, the Misfits songs really were better. Yeah. Well, I mean for the for the Joes they're. I mean, they're still military, so there still has to be that. Yes, they wear different order. outfits, but that order to it, yes. Um, that you get pro-American propaganda. Yes, the propaganda. Yeah, propaganda. So, uh, Zartan is very much. Wait, is the black dude named Stalker? Yeah. <laughs> That's next level. I can't believe I missed that. Like a full twenty minutes, didn't even catch that. I was like, whoa, that's next level. She just literally keeps calling him Stalker. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is why progress didn't happen. It's the one time that there are two black people on a TV show, oh and one of them's named Stalker. Wait. And I think the other one was voiced by a white dude. I'm well, sure he Doc killed, was, He hasn't been killed yet. Oh, well, that's so uh, Zartan was very keen on the Joes imprisoning him somewhere other than the World Defense Center, which is mm-hmm. fishy. But they don't listen to him, and they, they lock him up. And Gung Ho leaves a... Um, stopwatch, Zartan stopwatch with a countdown timer on it, and uh-huh. he leaves it in a spot where uh, Zartan can see it from his cell. 
So he's basically going to say, if you're up to something, you're going to you're going to go down with the ship unless you help us. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Spirit was now taken to the Cobra Temple, which if it really is in South America, that means they got there in under like 10 minutes. (laughs) I love how everyone from the back has like a back. Back Like. Back no, back. like a, like a, like a, uh, what do you call that? Lady, Lady part? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like moose knuckle. Like moose. a back <laughs> moose knuckle. Oh I love how I've no already luck. seen this episode and I still don't room. fully understand what's yeah. going on. What's, <laughs> I just know. That, like, so what's, so they got Gung Ho is using a, uh, he's using like a minesweeper device, which is actually Tripwire's toy. A weapon. It's the, oh. the it's the item that Tripwire uses. So like they could have used Tripwire. That would have been totally fun. But mm-hmm. they didn't. Oh my god! I love how the French dude has a vaguely Latino accent. Now, are you are you familiar with the concept of the dreadnoughts and who they are? Did did we go over that? Um, all I know is that if you wear dreadnoughts, you're culturally appropriating. Right. <laughs> 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 the dreadnoughts are a biker gang that work for Zartan. Okay, and they're like vaguely Australian. They're vaguely Australian cocky. and English, and and um, they're from like Catch-all. Zanzibar and Tanzania. And oh my god! Weird, like That's yeah, fancy. yeah. I don't mean weird, like, uh, xenophobic weird, but yeah. But you, you do. So I do. But I do. <laughs> and, and into the break. Di Joe will return after these messages. Now back to Gi Joe. So when we left, it's Spirit no and Dr. Metier were locked in their prison cell and they would drop some off. laughing gas on them. So they're get, basically getting poisoned gas to death. They're going to laugh themselves to death. I know. I like that they temper it with that. Yeah, well, it's got to like, be laughter. Like, it's got to be cute. It's like, hey, it's like it's, Auschwitz, but cute. And Zartan is flipping the F out. Oh, my God. I love it. And I'm loving the wig. Like, I think that's a lace that's front. Thing. I don't I think know if it's, it's a wig on. or if it's a hoodie. I've never, I've never known. I love the look. But there's like a widow's peak that yeah. comes and goes. But then it's also kind of like vaguely yeah, like. It's just, uh, Zartan is such a uniquely looking character. Like, it's true. He really is. It's a great design because no one else looks like him. Well, Gene Simmons looks well, like Gene him. Well, Gene Simmons. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's right. So Storm Shadow, he busts in on the Dreadnoughts, kicks all their butts. And basically. Get out. If I find you here again, you shall pay dearly. Because he doesn't want his prisoners Global treated. Enemies should not be treated in this fashion. Because he knows about, you know, internment. That's right. I mean, yeah, listen, there. if there's two characters that are going to discuss that, <laughs> it's going to be Spirit and Storm Shadow. Exactly. I mean, really, come on. They're just like, hey, they're gonna, why they're can't... Gonna, yeah, they're going to have meetings after this, and they're going to be like, let's talk. Impossible. My bombs never fail. Okay, so they found the bomb. Zartan is... Uh, but look at that branding. I'm telling you, Cobra. Cobra they made, brands made, everything. They really do. But they also they also shows that they're not afraid to point the finger at themselves because they're so confident they can beat you. It's true. Okay, they saved the day with one I second left. I don't get it. The yeah, timer on good. this bomb was two minutes slower than Zartan's watch. Oh, that. Uh, I just set Zartan's watch two minutes ahead. I figured his nerve would give out before Of all people to, to outsmart someone, it's gung-ho the dumb Cajun. I know. I, I think it's so great. I also love that he didn't really particularly sound Cajun as much as like a, like he's, a redneck. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's the, that's yeah. the hardest he's thing one to of believe. The more, he's one of the more lovable characters, though. Like, he's really, gung-ho is really lovable. But wait, hold on. I'm, I'm willing to, to believe that 
things can explode and people won't die and that you can shoot lasers and not mm-hmm. kill people. But I don't think I would believe that somebody that sounds like that would outsmart someone. <laughs> someone who, named Zartan. Got, yeah, who's got really great wig game. I'm telling you. He does have strong wig it's game. It's true. Yeah. Those are they Cobra brand wigs. Okay, now. They did not find this. Turns out Spirit, Spirit has a secret weapon hidden up his sleeve or specifically his headband. Mm-hmm. And it's a little knife, throwing knife. So he throws it, and he hits a button, and their cage opens up, and they are free. And it's because he prayed to his ancestors. Mm-hmm. He's like, ancestors, guide my hand. So now the hunt is on for Zartan. So he basically camouflaged himself, and Doc unwittingly let him out. And so now Zartan's going to blow up the power to the World Defense Center. With one gun that shoots 15 beams at once. Yeah. And... Now the show kind of turns into a horror movie, right? Yeah, like like they just a, sort of like it's a little like lights go out and there's a and he's there's picking a, him off one at a yeah, time. Yeah, there's an alien loose. Right. All right here we. That was only a warning, spirit. Turn back. No. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it just no. <laughs> I I love that they have a silent respect for each other because they uh, they both speak in a slow, stereotypical voice. Uh huh. Uh-huh. How now, Brown? And they cow. also met. Well, they also met on the miniseries. They were both after one of the one of the MacGuffin devices, and they fought to a standstill. But in order to save them, their lives, they had to work together. And uh-huh. when they when they finished it, Storm Shadow like gave him the device because he's like, "You have more honor. You saved my life. Take this and go with it." Mm-hmm. So they've already had that rendezvous together. So this is like part two of that adventure. I um, think they both subscribe to that weird. And now, you know. so they just blew up the temple, killing. Everyone is countless people, it, so the chefs, the per- cleaners. Apparently, this episode is directed by uh, 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 Zack Snyder. <laughs> I mean, do they just kill all of the? I'm sure that all the Latinos that oh, were there cooking and and here we go fabricating guns. <laughs> and here we go in in the shadows. It's now definitely it's like Alien. Now it's Alien the movie. Yeah. She's Ripley. Yeah, she's totally Ripley. So wait, hold on. Does she have spears that turn into? Yeah, flares? they're spears like um, they're like Hawkeye or or Green Arrow's bows. Uh-huh. Where, um, you know, like they do all kinds of stuff. There's net, there's net spears. There's, this is a flare, you know. So, so the one woman uses everything, like all like phallic devices. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lady J <laughs> is so focused on the, 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 the male phallus. Oh, so the light, they open up the, Wait. uh, they open up. The ah! <laughs> if you didn't know, Zartan hit her from behind. Yeah. And then turned blue. And now with, with, the, with the sunlight hitting Zartan, we go back to that allergy that Zartan has to sunlight, and uh, which is a nod to the toy because the toy actually changed color uh-huh. when you put it in sunlight, which is so cool. Or when you put it in the fri- in the freezer, he used to put all those toys I don't think, in the I don't freezer. Think he, I don't think he reacted to the freezer. Oh. There, no, there, there were there is a like kind the that Hot does Wheels toys. Yes, there's, there is totally a kind, but I'm pretty sure Zartan was just sunlight. Oh, those were the ones that were the water. I think. Those yeah, there the was also the water, water ones too. Yeah. Um, so now we go, and now Cobra full on is attacking it. There's fangs, and the Drenok show up, and in a, in a in an excellent piece of writing for all you budding writers out there, they bring back the recruits that they had in the very beginning of this of the episode. Uh, the guys are wearing with the wearing the black black lights, black lights. Guys are wearing the black masks, and now they're using the lessons that the Dreadnoughts taught them in the very beginning of the episode. But even so, that's not enough to stop G.I. Joe, is it? Mm, you can't stop them. And the rest comes um, how safe is it for the guy flying the open, open-aired open helicopter know, right? to be just having a, a, a buzzsaw, just waving it above his head near the rotors? I, I wonder how he's <laughs> flying the plane, probably the, with... This is a great move. Oh. Uh, the big guy 
throws a piece of plastic explosive at Doc. Doc throws it back at him. He faints. Boy, is he going to feel dumb when he realizes I pulled his detonator? Yeah. Hey, hey. And by detonator, he's not talking about a detonator. He's talking about Deus Ex Machina. Now, here right? we go. Here's your phallus. Oh, there we go. I love how she's twisting it. It extends. Uh-huh. And she gives him a nice crack in the jaw. It's true. Lady J is so cool, though. And they're, they're, they're flying that vehicle that's called the Skyhawk. Mm-hmm. Awesome toy. So so much fun. The Fang, That's a Fang helicopter. And I'm kind of lost in a fantasy world where Lady, like what she's using all those spears for. Yeah. That's, and Spirit has commandeered a rat cobra rattler. Um, and so Spirit's helping them, and they got dragonflies against a bunch of fangs and... and uh, I love how the leader looks so basic. See, I, well, I mean, he's just got a silver face. That's kind of disappointing. Well, I mean, I would say he's like he's like the original, the OG silver face. You know, like he's I, yeah. Um, it, it's that it's that terror of not being able to see a guy's face. You know, it's just uh-huh. like I'm the faceless monster that that comes at you at night. You know, I could be anyone under this mask. I could be your neighbor. Yeah. I could be your you know. That's Cobra. Yeah. That's what all most of the regular Cobra soldiers they they wear. All the guys well, they're the who, secrets the co- that you keep yeah, all the when guy, you're all talking the- in your sleep. Exactly. Freedom. How would oh. you like my share of that gumbo? Oh, okay. Ah! So freedom comes to eat the camera to it's end the true. episode. I love that. I love the panning to the camera. Yeah. Like they're like, they're hey, working you. It. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Cool. Christian, we did it. Oh, my God. That's your first episode that of G.I. Joe first ever. first episode of G.I. Joe ever, which is pretty amazing. Considering did you enjoy it? I mean, you know, for for what it was, for we're, you know, was, for you know, we're, you know, for the retro for the time value, and, yeah. and since I get a lot of the the you know the the pop culture references and, and that time, um, I think I think it is interesting to watch it, knowing what we know about world politics, economy, mm-hmm. oppression. Oh, wait till the, the season two. They they fund Al Qaeda. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that was James Bond. <laughs> All right, so Christian Cintron, thanks again. Uh, Once again, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Absolute Cintron. That's absolute with an E. I love it. And uh, find me on social media. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Joe on Joe. And remember, now you're Joe, and Joeing's half the battle.